Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Forever. Dog. You are on. Wow. We're on what? What are we on? The applause sign is flashing. The studio audience is losing their minds. They're tearing. Well, they're tearing into each other. Like cannibals. It's a a bloodbath in the studio audience right now. I love it. Big body count fan. You are. I know you love body count. You love Ice T, Ernie C, the guitarist, of course, all of the the rest of the fellas from Body Count. Cop Killer like, was their big I like hit song. I like Cop Killer. Um we did a recital in fifth grade where like um chorus sang Cop Killer. Mm-hmm. And I got the solo. <laughs> It's an amazing production. I protested that production. Tom did not like it. Young Tom was outside dressed like his favorite mm. thing in the world, which is a cop. Yes. And, and for, for the for the for the younger uh, generation listening to Double Threat, can you give us a little? Because people, this was a cop huge, people lost their minds de- about this. That's because it was just so catchy. Like it, there were people, the parents. I remember in the audience were tapping their toes, even the ones that were in law enforcement. And I'll tell you, growing up at Solomon Schechter, there were plenty. Mm-hmm. Ice T, who you might know as Coco's husband, play, playing a cop on TV, the guy from Law and Order and the and Coco's husband, Mister Coco, but not James Coco, and not Joey Coco Diaz, the great comedian Joey Coco Diaz. Um, Ice T was a rapper, and rapper. he started a hard rock band called Body Count. Yes, and they did such songs as "Born Dead." Mm-hmm. But and they had Cop a killer. Song, they had a song called "Cop Killer," and the cops did not like it. They loved it. <laughs> I, they kind of did you in a way. Walked, you a, couldn't go to any patrol. You go to patrol, mm-hmm. whatever. You say, "Excuse me, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm here to pick up my car. It's been towed." They'd be, they'd be dancing, um, mm-hmm. like, uh, like swing kids, like that kind of dance. Really was like swing kids all over again. In a way, they did love it though, because it gave them something to get twisted about that yeah. impacted nothing. No kid was just like. I heard that song. Now I think I'm going to go shoot at cops. It never happened once. 
Well, it was also just like kind of a nice little break from people talking about how heavy metal had hidden messages in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Because that was around the same time and it was nice to have a song that had no hidden messages in it. Yeah. These senators played hardball, though. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, it says here that uh, so it was protested by a lot of different organizations and this and that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a couple senators, Daniel Patrick Moynihan, Lloyd Benson, Al D'Amato, some of our some of your favorite senators. Senator from that Al, era. the great Senator Lloyd Al. Benson, who 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 used to zing Dan Quayle mm-hmm. in debates and say, you're no, you know, you're, you're no, no George Kennedy. You're no you're no. RFK Here Jr. Here are the Kennedys you aren't. I worked with RFK Jr. <laughs> and I knew RFK Jr. And you, Senator, you are no RFK Jr. Here's how they protested um, this. Do you remember this? So they didn't like Cop Killer. It, it came out, uh, it was a Warner Brothers Records release. Mm-hmm. And so these three senators, they said they were, they these three senators were supposed to, you know how they protested Cop Killer? They, they refused to take their kids to see Space Jam. You're you're in the ballpark. They were the three of these guys had were were, were going to be in the movie Dave, the Kevin Klein uh, uh, White sure. House movie Dave. Sure. They were going to obviously they were going to have cameos in Dave, mm-hmm. which was also yes. a Warner Brothers movie. Oh, you're and kidding! They, they took said, it out on Dave. They said nope. We're wow. not doing the cameos in Dave anymore. Give you me did Cop Killer. What a bold you know what, stand. You know, it brought Warner you know, Brothers to their um, knees. Yeah. Well, while you're down there. Yeah. You see, you'll find Senator Al. Um, um, my dad used to call him Al Tomato. Um, you know what is from Dave is the "We're walking, we're walking." That's from Dave. Uh huh. The docent. I want to say Christine Bransky, so I will. Hmm. I also would like to say the movie Dave made ninety-one point eight million dollars theatrically. Daniel Patrick Moynihan's lack of an appearance did not fell the movie's box office success. Yeah, I don't think it prevented anyone from from seeing. Mm-hmm. You don't think there's at least one person going to Dave for the Moynihan cameo? Yeah. Well, I will say Alphonse D'Amato had a, a face that really did beg to be seen on a, a gigantic screen. I think that yes. would have been really special and great for mm-hmm. people to be able to to see his eyes, lips, nose mm-hmm. and face. He looked and like And hair and head. Ironically, he looked like another Warner Brothers property, the penguin. <laughs> you <Batman>. think he <laughs> Oh god, he kind of did. Yeah, can you pull up a picture of Senator Al D'Amato, Alphonse please? Alphonse D'Amato. Alphonse D'Amato. Well, I I keep trying to find one, but all I can find is these pictures of uh, Oswald Cobblepot here. No, that's oh my he god, there he is. Too Christian, too Christian. Best witches, Senator Al. <laughs> that his voice was like this. Yeah, he was like such a. He was. Um, do you know who he is, Brett, or is he more of like a New York, New Jersey kind of character? I mean, I know the I know the name, and and I, but I don't have like a reference point for him. Like, wouldn't he, Tom? Wouldn't he go on like Don Imus's show? He would go show? on Imus. He'd go on Howard Stern. Yeah, he didn't care. He was just. He was like a. He was just you know, playing part of the, the game. Like, and do you think Curtis Sliwa like sends his calls to voicemail? I bet you Curtis Sliwa took every call Senator Al made to him. 
But I mean, today. Wait, is today, he dead? Uh, I think Al D'Amato is very hizzy. Still alive. He's we got to get him on ki- the show. We got to get him on the show, Brett. How old is Brett, he? Brett, tell 92? him it's a local news show. He's closing in on 90. We got to get him on the show. We got to get before it's too late. Brett, tell him we're 99.1 WNYC. Wait, that's yeah. real. WNYFD. Mm-hmm. That's Forever Dog. Yeah. That's good. That's perfect. That's really good. Yeah, just make up a number. Yeah, make up a w- number. F WWFD. F-U-A-L. 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 Yeah, we got to have them on. You know, this is a good idea in general. I wonder how we can create like a dummy radio station because we've had, I've had, I have had a few bookings. Uh, tip, uh, I will say old, older guests that I'm trying to book uh, that have told me, uh, they asked me what station is it on. They think it's radio, and I say it's not. It's not. It's it's available everywhere. It's a podcast. And who are these? Who are and these say, people I can't you're talking say, to? I can't how... say. I they can't say. But okay, they are. So they you're, are. You're case, are you casing seniors? Are you calling? Are you trying to scam seniors? He's I'm one of these saying, telemarketers. Are you calling seniors and asking them for their credit cards? Are you like Pat, Brett? Because if so, cut us in, baby. We want that ninety ten split from. Telemarketers. Did you see Telemarketers, Julie? The HBO doc, the Max doc. No, I I heard it was good. It's so good. Should I see it? It's you great. Should. You should check it. it out. It's the I, most, we should do I that. Totally we should will. definitely do that. It's the most tri-state area. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna even say tri-state wait. area. I'm gonna say you could rule out Pennsylvania or Connecticut. Either of those states to try to jump on that tri-state. No, it's New Jersey and New yeah. York. Yeah, I mean, let's just. Let's start a bi-state area. You know what's a oh it should be a bi-state area. Yes. Let's do a list. That's gonna make at some point on this show. Anger the Philly audience. Best. Oh boy, I'm so scared. Are they gonna put me in their Philly uh, toilet area? You're gonna hear batteries clinking off your windows. I get my windows are insulated from the following things: lantern moths and Philadelphia batteries. Um, (laughs) I think we should do a list. Of best or most essential by state area yes. movies, you and I, mm-hmm. and I'll put and I'll tell you what, uh, Patton's what is it called? Big fan. That's yes. on it. That's on it because that's a Staten Island movie. That is so Staten Island. Staten Island's basically a coin flip whether it's New Jersey or New York. He is so good in that movie. I really mm-hmm. like that movie. Yeah. Something wild. Yep. It's another by state area movie. This is Brett. Write this down. Yeah. You ever see try? You ever see something wild, Brett? Oh, I love that with the Mel. It's a Ray Liotta's breakout performance. It yeah, was. you know there aren't as many people dancing in the aisles the way they are for this. Stop making sense. Yeah. Um, they brought that back to theaters. I went to a screening of this. Stop making sense, and I said to everybody, "Let's start making sense." Yeah. How about stop? Making me look around you dancing yeah. with the three moves you learned in 1997. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I can see the screen. Yeah. I'm trying to watch the movie. But the, you know what the best thing would be to go see Stop Making Sense of one of these screenings? Walk into the theater with an acoustic guitar and a boom box and yeah. put yourself in front of the thing and play yeah. a different song on the boom box that you play along with guitar. Like, oh, bloody. 
Oblada. Oblada, like Oblada. You have a rhythm track for Oblada, Oblada. When he came out and did that, look, is it a great concert movie? Of course it is. Absolutely. It's brilliant. It is. But are Talking Heads my favorite band? They're not. No, they're not. I think I do. Uh, the, the, uh, you think Gimme Shelter is going to get this treatment next? Yeah, they're going to rush the uh, screen like mm-hmm. the fucking... <laughs> paper! Paper! Please! Yeah, any time you go see... Uh, A concert film. Go see Gimme Shelter, someone will dress like Marty Balin from Jefferson uh-huh. Airplane at it and get punched in the face by a Hell's Angel. Um... I'll wear my Hell's Angel gear when I see mm-hmm. uh, Stop Making Sense. Yeah. The great thing about Stop Making Sense is what makes it so challenging to see it because Jonathan Demi is so smart, he never shows the audience until mm-hmm. the very end. He only yeah. has like that last shot of the person with mm-hmm. the stuffed animal and like mm-hmm. you see it at the end, but when you're seeing it in the theater, all you see is the audience. Yeah, yeah. All you can see is some knucklehead dancing to a uh, uh, life during wartime. And that's the, and you're talking about the Todd Solon's movie, which is even worse. Yes. Is this whole dancing thing sanctioned or is this, is it, did the audience just come up with this on their own? It How did this happens happen? organically. There's like a Gen X, like there's, it just, there, it, it, it just is scratching this like itch. We've been microchipped, you see. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now you're making David, sense. David Byrne has a little thing on his bike. One is a bell. Say, bring, mm. bring. I'm on, get out of the way. The other is activate the dance chip. <laughs> it's the, yeah, it's the switch. People, oh, people, people in their 40s and 50s yeah. and early 60s are gonna like have to do a, a you know a freaking touch step when they hear making yeah. flippy floppy. Yeah. They have to jump out of their seats. This is what happened. David Byrne, you could do a sold out show, stop making sense. Audience coming out all pumped up. They all had the greatest time. And David Byrne himself could be in the lobby and say, hey, everybody, I'm actually going to, across the street, I'm going to do a concert with uh, the music I did after Talking Heads. And then he'd look and it would still be the six people in the audience. (laughs) Yeah. The level of disrespect that that supposedly super fans of Talking Heads give David Byrne for anything else he did is, I saw him open for Yola Tango at one of the Hanukkah shows at Maxwell's. David uh-huh. Byrne yeah, yeah. was generous yeah. enough to pr- open, yeah. and yeah. people heckled at him. They heckled him. What'd they say? Where's your bike, loser? They say they somebody yelled something about being a loser or washed up or something. Somebody threw his book at him. Somebody threw his own book at him. How music works. This is <laughs> this is how it works. This is how it works. Bonk. How books work as weapons. <laughs> Bonk. Yeah, I bet David Byrne's really good at flipping pancakes. You ever think about that? You're absolutely right, right Brett. Those movements. Yeah. Imagine him with a spatula, some mm-hmm. flapjacks. Yeah, I bet he doesn't even like screw up the first one. Like even exactly. the first one's exactly. probably perfect. Yeah, a stack of flapjacks. Off in the distance. <laughs> that would probably be the best thing about having sex with him. It's the pancakes in the morning. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
You're like, I did it for the pancakes. You come out to just a perfect stack of pancakes. He's flipping one on top of the stack. Doesn't waver at all. <laughs> what made you think of that, Brett? That's so funny. Yeah, it's that so is weird. The weirdest thing. His movements, you know, it just sure. seems like they're, they're okay. fluid yeah. in a very no. specific that way. That does not get us there. That they're does not, not get us they're there logically. They're herky jerky. His movements. They're, they're herky jerky, no? It's kind of both. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I just feel, I just, it just reminds me of someone, you know, you just see, like, if you saw, like, you looked through the little window in a cafeteria and saw him back there in the back flipping okay, pancakes. Okay, so who do you think, who do you think would be a mess at making pancakes? Great question. Iggy Pop? Yeah, yeah, those would those would be like just it would just Lem- Lemmy. They would be like wet. He like they didn't stay in the Lemmy's pancakes skillet for too long, long enough. <laughs> soaked in they're, they're all Jack like... Daniels. He'd be like, "I made pancakes. I forgot the batter, <laughs> so I poured Jack Daniels and some eggs." Oh my Help God, yourself. Jack Daniels and eggs. What is that called? A prairie oyster when you mix up like Worcester and an egg? Yeah, the hangover cure. You do it like a shot. That's a great way to stop throwing up. Yeah. Or to keep yourself from throwing up. To like chug something that feels like British mucus. (laughs) (laughs) Worcester sausage of raw egg. This will help your hangover. Yeah. Thanks. Is it okay if I just throw up instead? Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Worcestershire sauce and scrambled <laughs> eggs. What about Frazier? What do you think he'd be good at cooking, Brett? Uh, great question. Well, um, actually, I would be great at cooking. A, uh, <laughs> I like a poached egg with them in the morning. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> oh, you thought the eggs are smashed on yeah. the crowd. Yeah. I have a carton of eggs here with me, and I'm going to go. Oh, I'm, I'm covered in egg. I'm okay. I have egg on my face. I need so new eggs. I got an email saying, come to an immersive Frasier experience. And I didn't respond to it, but I think I probably should. Because if I don't respond to it, it could be a dream. Yeah, I think you, you know? should respond to that. Yes. An immersive Frasier experience. I'll read it right yeah, like... Oh, I don't like that. So wait, what did you think? Fraser would be good at cooking, Brett. Oh, I think, uh, yeah, I think like an eggs Benedict, but oh, like he see. would probably screw up the egg. Was, he would like nail the hollandaise sauce, but then mm-hmm. screw up the eggs, and then he comes into the into the breakfast nook with just and he's just like I just have the hollandaise sauce, and I but I messed up the eggs, and it's a whole you know he's kind of okay, flustered, it's, it's but he has a an, very good sorry. hollandaise sauce. Okay, mm-hmm. it's in an hour. First of all, this oh, immersive experience. We better hurry up then. First of all. Why are yep. you guys sleeping in at Kelsey Grammer's house after you got down <laughs> with them? Why aren't you just running out of to there? What, waking up, waking up for more. Why aren't you running out? Oh God! Oh God! I gotta go! I gotta go! Oh God! Oh God! Oh! Oh! Good Lord! You wake up, oh, you see him, you go, Oh, good Lord! <laughs> what am I doing here? You literally like fall out of bed, like he like, falls off the stage. Like, oh, good Lord! The premise that that you two are putting forward assumes you got down with Kelsey Grammer and then you go, okay, now let me just sleepy time. But that's the whole idea, I think, is like you sleep with these celebrities for breakfast in this new brain. Oh, for the breakfast. Yes. You know know the coffee's going to be good at Kelsey's house. The coffee's going to be great. I would stay for the coffee. 
Are you confusing him with Fraser? You are. Brett, Who is this? Is this Fraser or Kel- all right, which one? Isn't it? It's Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> it's not Fraser. Hey, in the dark, they're all the same, right? Yeah, that's what that's what they say. In the dark, they're all the same. <laughs> Kelsey, Fraser, who knows? Niles, Daddy, Eddie, Roz. Who's the other one? Maris. I think Maris was his ex. I right? bet Kelsey Grammer doesn't even know like the basic fundamentals of cooking. Like, don't you think you don't he think would? Kelsey bring you... Grammer knows how to cook. I don't think Kelsey Grammer. It's that whole like you know you guys always say that fake smart guy thing. Like I think right. like Frazier, I think would make you a hell of an eggs Benedict and a coffee. And but he seems be, like he knows how to eat. Like he'd be oh, really sure. snobby going to a restaurant and being really like critical and think that his palate is better than yours or mine. Mm-hmm. Like he'd think his opinion is really interesting. Yeah, and he would about, tell like, you he cilantro. had made. Yeah, exactly. Like I made this, you know, this great. I got this great recipe for chicken piccata, and then you cut into right, it. Right, then you it's see like a takeout container in the yeah. garbage can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever do that? Do you ever like order food and then like pretend you cooked it? Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> you never like took crumble cookies out of the oven and <laughs> like, mm, wow, am I good? Yeah. You tell me. You realize you're just talking to your cat. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. I want to welcome everyone to Double Threat. Starring Tom Starbling and Julie Klausner. Yes. And introducing Brett Boehm as... Itty Bitty Baby Brett. Mm-hmm. Goo Gaga. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to do. I don't want to do a baby voice. You don't have <laughs> you to. You don't have okay. to, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You need it. You shouldn't. It's None of us baby. want you to. Brett. I really thought. I really thought about it there for a second. Nobody wants you to do a baby voice. No one wants you to act like a baby. No one's want you to dress like a baby. Yeah. Nobody wants you dressing like a baby, doing no baby voice. Acting like a baby, baby talk we yeah. don't want. No. We don't want you doing any thumb sucking. Yeah. You can call me mommy. I don't give a shit at this point, honestly. <laughs> end up where you end up. It's fine. At this point, you end up where you end up. Yeah, Just. exactly. What is it gonna? What, what is it gonna do? Harm or change me? Just stop hurting. No. Just don't. As long as you're not hurting anybody. No, no, no. Or even no, if you're hurting no. people a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's good for them. 
Yeah. Or it's not. Or it's not. Brett, you got oh, any clips for us this I? week? What do we do on this show, Brett? Tell us what we do on this show. Yeah, tell people who are new to Double Threat Here's what, what this show is all what about. What the hell is going on? Because yeah, people are listening what, like, what the them. F is this? Yeah. Yeah, you're like, well, they're like, I love this. I love that. I don't know what it is, right. though. That's the and I'll first love it thing even more thinking. if you tell me what it is. Yeah. Yes. So tell them it could not be simpler. This show it is. It is Tom is Julie. Unquestionably, two of the two of the funniest people on planet Earth. Uh, le- I want to disagree with that. I want to disagree with that. Unquestionably. The two funniest people on earth. Yes, in the plant and the not, solar system. Not two of. What are you doing? Well, I, got, I got other people on payroll besides you. You know, I gotta, yeah. gotta, I gotta be, well, gotta be careful. When you do their show, you tell them that they're the funniest. But see, Everyone here's the thing. on your you're payroll so is a, is yeah. You're so funny. All they all us, listen. Right? They all listen to this yeah. show. That's I know how, they do. That's how that's, fun, that's how funny but, the show but, is. Yeah. So I gotta like, I, they're yes. gonna be listening, and I gotta, you know, so. But, Brett, don't you think they're all scared of us? Yeah, exactly. Don't you think that everyone who's on your payroll is, like, intimidated by or, like, legitimately scared of me and or Tom? Yeah. And who are you so goddamn worried about? Plodcast yeah. the ride. This is what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. This, this sounds like a threat. This is why people, this is why everyone's scared of you. This right here, this kind of attitude. You admit it. He admit it. He admit it. He admit it. I'm just trying to keep the peace. Look, all right, you know the score though. You know it's not unquestionable. It's a it's the you're the funniest people on planet Earth. And probably beyond probably probably We can't say we can't say for, for I sure. I mean definitely solar system. Yeah. Cause whatever life yeah. forms there are are not, mm-hmm. not advanced enough to be even now. to even understand the concept, you know, of of comedy. These no, are the three can't. funniest the three funniest beings in the universe. Number one, Julie Klausner. Number one, A, Tom Sharpling. Number two, Alf. Alf, so funny. From Melmac. He's not from the solar system. No. Is Melmac in the solar system? I can't believe I asked that question. Don't answer. It's so stupid. No, it's a good question. It's a good, it's a good it's question. A fair it's question. a dumb question. No, now, Melmac question. is in the Al Dente Nebula. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh very God, funny. That's very funny. funny. That is funny. That is funny. Not funniest pe- not funniest person on earth funny, but very funny. Yeah. Yeah. So Brett, we're too funny. We're the two funnies and what we're else do we do on this funny. show? What is the show? All right. So yeah, this show, this? so you got so you get two of the funniest people, right? And they come, but they come, and they come together, and they're not. You know, some of these podcasts, it's funny people, but they're like, we're not going to be funny on the podcast. We're going to talk about something serious. We're going to talk about, you know, or this or that. This is this is great because you get the two funniest people, and then they are funny on the podcast. They do a funny podcast. Right. Can you believe it? Right. So it's fun. It's yeah. funny people doing a funny podcast. It's. And if you have the two funniest people in the solar system doing a funny podcast, it's it's gonna yeah. be the funniest podcast yeah. in the solar system yeah. by extension. Yeah. So you're listening to the, the funniest podcast in the known universe, right? And we yeah. they, they, we just they come up with stuff to be funny about. They talk about things that are going on in the news. They talk about things that happened 200 years ago. They talk about uh, they, we, I show them clips. They respond to the clips. You send clips in, and then some of the times I choose those clips and show them, and then and then the Tom and Julie respond that's to the clips. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. 
That's all we you need to know. We do a live stream. We do a live stream also, but that's just for Patreon people. So they probably don't want to even hear about that. Here's what you do. You get your you get your get your feet wet with the free episode. Yeah. Enjoy if you like what you're hearing, there's a whole other universe. Oh, there's a Narnia waiting for you behind the paywall. The real, the full double thread experience. You go in the you pay your money. You go in behind the paywall. Mm-hmm. You get live streams. You get bonus episodes. You get a movie watch along. You get ad free. You get video episodes. Mm-hmm. So this is just you think this is yeah. good? This is just the tip of the iceberg, pal. This is the amuse bouche. You just get we're just getting started. Who's that, Cheryl Channing? Yes. <laughs> I want to just also say the people who don't get it, F off. Who needs yeah, you? F off. F off. That's my D. And here's the other thing I didn't mention. Not only have the two you know, not only have the two funniest people on the planet. You got the you got the best uh, podcast producer on the planet. Who's that? That's me. Oh, I'm the best podcast yeah, producer on the planet. Brett. Well, that's Itty spirit. bitty baby that's Brett. Spirit. Who else is there? Who who could uh, who's my competition? Kevin Bartelt. He, Top he ten. Tickli- Not first. He's, he's a ticklish tot. So stay away from him when you have got a feather in your hand. Jamie, Jamie from Joe Rogan's show. Pull that up, Jamie. Always right on top of those clips. Uh, Jamie sucks. Jamie's a loser. <laughs> These podcast producers are all losers. Kevin Bartel's a total loser. He's a failure and a fraud. <laughs> Is Kevin running? Was he at the Republican debate with he those was. guys? Yeah. And that beautiful lady? Beautiful lady who, Nikki Haley. Nikki Six. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of great podcast producers out there. I'm not trying to say there's not. You, you got Kevin. Uh, you, you got Anita Flores at Earwolf. Brendan McDonald. Olivia Aguilar. Uh, my dude Devin uh, at the new Smartless Network. Brett Morris, uh, whose work I sometimes get credit for. Uh, Anya at the at the old HG. Mariah Nicholas and Big Dipper right here at Moguls of Media, who are both better than me, so I'm not counting them. But as for the rest of you... And everyone else I forgot to name. You may be good, but you're not better than me because I'm fucking crazy and I will go farther than you every single time. Yeah. Now, who, now, now who sounds the like they're the doing a back, yeah. well, but, Now you know, who sounds like they're doing a threat? Yeah, exactly. Well, Mr. Big Shot, show us what you got. All right. I got a very, I got, oh boy, this clip I got for you. You know what? Here's what. I, here's the proof. You want. You want. You want a single piece of proof. This is. This could just be my CV right here in one line. You know what I did for you all last night. You know what I did for the two of you. Your job. You uh, wrote us a poem <laughs> about how much you like us and how good looking we are yeah. and how nice. And yeah. even though other people yeah. are scared of us, you're not. Yeah. Because you know that we are just like a yeah. cane corso and a pretty pit bull. Yeah. That it's how we're raised, really. Yes. You put a little bow in our hair we and no give us nice collar. We'll be your best friend and we'll give you schnoogles. That's who we are. Sometimes did, people send me clips and it's just, it's just. Julie, it's, did you hear what I said when Brett said, do you know what I did for you two last night? No, what'd you say? Your job. And I'm not saying you don't do your job. You're a, you're the best podcast producer in the business. Thank you. In the business. Thank what you, you do. Yeah, name the other. Thank you. Name the other ones. 
more slowly this time yeah, exactly. while I sharpen my knives. Yeah. By all means, take more time listening every other podcast producer in existence. Yeah, well, I do like a Britney Spears knife dance. Yeah. That won't be menacing at all. We won't get like a, won't get into a. Oops, he did fight it on, again. He named all the podcast. He read producers. the podcast list. And now it's a threat. Here's what I did for you last night. What's that? Sometimes boss? people send in, they'll send in a clip. It's two minutes long. And they say, hey, it, the good stuff starts at, at 30 seconds. I mm-hmm. love when people do that. It makes my job so easy. But I, yeah, my job don't have to be yeah. easy. It can be hard. I'll do it. If it's hard, I'll still do it. That's true. And sometimes people send in, literally, they'll send in a movie and just say, this is a this would be great to talk about in Double Threat. And I'm like, what, what am I supposed to do? Watch this entire movie? What do I do? Movie. Watch a movie like I do every night, whether yeah. or not my wife is in town? Yeah. <laughs> this dude Which case, the movie. if she's out of town, I watch three? This dude watch the movie. And then movie. I also do it for the show? Yeah, he's guilting us. Right. He's trying to guilt Brett, us because he watched movies. a movie. Yeah, but think Come about Come on, Brad. It's like your favorite thing to do. Yeah, well, but they're, they're they're not they're not sending me uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know. They're not sending me uh, you know, Casablanca to watch. They're sending me these crappy double threat, you know, things. This like these these movies that are terrible. Like, wow. Now tell us about more about this All movie right. then. So, and I don't know, who knows? Maybe you'll like this. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's good. I don't know. But but so, somebody sent me the entire a link to the entire 90 minute movie that came out in 1995 called Monster Mash the Movie. Do you know about Monster Mash the Movie? Oh, I don't. You know about Matt, Mad Monster Mash the um the stop motion one, Mad the Monster Bass. Party? Oh, sorry, that's what I know about, but yeah. I don't know this. So in 1995, a couple enterprising people in Hollywood say, "Hey, you know that song that everyone loves, Monster Mash?" By Bobby Tom doesn't like Boris it. Bobby Pickett sucks. Tom doesn't like that song. So, oh, I did. I got it backwards. Bobby Boris Pickett. I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah, what's happening over there, Brett? I, what yeah. are you talking to yourself about? I said Boris Bobby <laughs> Pickett. Happening? Yeah. Okay. It's Bobby. It's okay. Boris yeah. Pickett. See, that's what Do you smell we call toast, Brett. Do you smell totally toast? fine. That's completely fine. Just let us know if you smell toast. Well, I didn't get any yeah, sleep last you- night because I was watching this damn Monster Mash movie. Yeah. Had to How keep, long is it? I kept dozing off. I had to wake up and go. I'd rewind it 20 minutes because I didn't want to miss anything. You know what movie I saw for the first time? The Third Man. It's so good. It's one of my favorites. Mm, is like it? it? Did, yeah, did you Harry like Harry Lime? I, like, I, liked, um, I liked Harry Lime. Anytime Orson Welles was on the screen, it was like a different movie. It was, he's just electrifying. I find him one of the most charismatic people that's ever graced this planet. Yes. He claims he wrote all his but, own dialogue. Uh, but you know me and the zither. I, you you yeah. know me and the zither music. I ba-dum, get. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Yeah, yeah. Look at them down there. Do you like? Do you like that movie, Tom? Yes, I do. Look at those ants down there. Right. Look at them. They look like mm-hmm. ants. Mm-hmm. I like that movie a lot. Would you really feel bad yeah. if one of those ants stopped moving? Uh huh. <laughs> I think he wrote. I think he rewrote that. He right. Wrote like that. He, he claims his lines. he wrote that. Yeah. Yeah. He was the coolest. God, it I wish really could, was. Brett, could you get an AI version of Orson Welles on the show, please? You got it. I'll I'll, yeah, I'll figure out who made that Robert Kardashian one. He could okay, probably good. whip up an Orson that Welles. That was a hologram, but we could do something in between. Oh, mm-hmm. what did you say? AI? Doesn't matter. Okay. Anyway. Hey, 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 hey. More like that, huh? AI, 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 AI. Maroon. 
So, Brett, you watched a crappy movie. The that year was is not 1995. The no, the year is 1995, and and uh, they said, "Hey, let's do a movie based on the song Monster Mash." They called up Bobby Pickett. They said, "Can we, you know, get the rights?" And he said, "Not only can you have the rights, I want to star in this movie. I love this idea." Great. Oh, good. So here's some of the cast. But of... he was really in his prime. Let's see by if then, we can I guess bet. anyone yep. from the cast. Yes, Eddie Diesel. Okay, I'm gonna say Joe Pesci. No. Eddie Deason? No. Um, uh, it's a little early for Denise Richards to be slumming. Yeah, Denise Richards? It has a... F- no. Joe Piscopo. You're getting warmer, but no. Oh, warmer! Piscopo we feels like warmer. warmer. Tim Kazarinski. Pa- no. Pauly Shore. No. He was too big at this point. He was. This was. This is peak Pauly Shore. Paul Rodriguez. Early nineties. Was he? When was Biodome? Carmen Electra. Biodome was ninety six. This is peak Polly Shore. Carmen Electra, no. But again, you're getting. This is all right. Let me. I'll, I'll start giving you some hints here. Julie, I'll give you one big hint here. There is a there is a a, a, a John Waters troop uh, actor in this. Okay. Franklin Ajay. No. There's somebody from the John Waters universe. There mm-hmm. is a uh, a a sitcom actor who is now a very conservative and and Christian, or I guess always was. Um, you know about Bobby Pickett? Ratzenberger. Uh, no. That's a great guess. Oh wow, that was. I'm very impressed by that guess. Uh, so John Waters averse meaning was she. Only in John's movies? Like, is it like a Mink Stoll? Yes, Mink Stoll's in this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Mink Stoll plays the Wolfman's mother. So really, really quickly, the 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 it's basically just Monster Mash come to life. Like Monster Mash, the song mixed with Rocky Horror Picture Show, because these two Shannon Elizabeth, Shannon Elizabeth. No, think a little bit more wholesome, and I only mean that in the in the language. Mark Paul Gosseler. Shitty culture we live in, not like at you know. I'm not right. Trying to right. I understand. Sandra yes. Locke. Um, Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron's uh, uh, other half. Candace Cameron. Yes, Candace Cameron plays the basically the like Susan Sarandon role if this was a uh, um, Rocky Horror Picture Rocky Show. Because two, Candace Cameron and her uh, partner who are dressed as Romeo and Juliet for Halloween, they're coming, uh, they're leaving a Halloween party and they run out of gas and they run out of gas right next to a creepy mansion and they go up to the mansion to get help. And then uh, Bobby Pickett plays Dr. Frankenstein. There's a Wolfman. There's a Dracula. And then uh, the thing that really sold this to me to make it the sole focus of this episode is that one of our one of our close uh, one of the one of the uh, the main obsessions of double threat uh, is in this movie. Loja. Uh, you had Which it. Patrick? You had it right the first Kassir. time. John Kassir, uh is a very oh, no. prominent uh, part of this movie, <laughs> uh, playing oh, Igor. God. Igor. Oh dear he's me! Oh, what a disappointment! <sighs> you know, he's at the end of that. If, if you watch the trailer for the Criterion like picks of the month, mm-hmm. it ends with him as the crypt keeper. Oh, from and Demon, because Demon Knight is. So it like it, you know how those trailers are so beautifully cut yeah. on the Criterion yeah. channel and it gets mm-hmm. you really excited. Imagine like being excited and then having to get the rug pulled out from underneath you because yeah. the guy who called you Chucky is ending. Yeah. It. A dimwit is on the <laughs> prestige channel. Now. Oh boy. So he plays Igor, and I'm sure he leans, let me guess, he goes, Yes, Master. 
Yeah, he's real small. I bet his choices are um, very real yeah, contained. very very minimal, right? Uh, no, he actually gives a really broad performance. Mm-hmm. What uh, yeah. are you even yeah. saying? Oh, by the way, sorry. This is a total side note. I saw footage of Bowie playing the Elephant Man for the first time, and mm-hmm. he's amazing. Have you yeah, seen it? Yeah, I did. <gasps> oh my god, he's so good, and no prosthetics. Like, don't just like. I mean, it's like don't hide the face that. Obviously, mm-hmm. we want to see it's him, but it's also like, why are people reacting like that's not the most beautiful man in the world? Yes. <laughs> but it was really. And Brett, have you ever seen that? I've only seen pictures. I've never seen actual. I'll um, send you yeah, footage because to, yeah. he's, he was such a great actor. Or I guess is there? There's a little bit of it in Moon Age Daydream, isn't there? A yes, bit? there is. Yeah. yeah there okay. Is. Yeah. There so is. I saw there that is. But I've been clip, watching. Yeah. I I found like longer videos, so I'm. I'm really like excited about him as a stage actor, which is neither here nor there. So I want to show you some some clips from Monster Mash the movie, and here's what here's what here's here's kind of what I, my takeaways from this, just as a little uh, preface. So you've got you got this insane cast. Uh, the premise is just the Monster Mash song come to life, but then there's this whole running. There is like so many uh, like Jay Leno monologue jokes in this movie like topical references to things that happened in the mid 90s like they did not this movie was not made to last Let me this see was if i can guess yes. joey butafuco monica Lewinsky. um i'll uh you're yes there's some clinton there's definitely clinton stuff um yeah i'm gonna give you credit for joey butafuco because there is soon there's a soon Yi joke and that feels um <gasps> that feels like more or less mm-hmm. in the same ballpark um so there's a there's Clinton jokes, Soon Yi jokes. Um, Me and Soon Yi went to see a movie called Monster Mash, <laughs> and we left because there was a joke about <laughs> Soon Yi in it. You know, I told you I was on that Zoom for WGA members who had mm-hmm. questions after the strike. Yeah. And at one point, they oh, the board like opened up questions. And there was this uh, Zoom window, and it was like staticky. It kept mm-hmm. going in and out, yeah. and that came into focus. And it was Woody Allen. He's like, "I have a, qu-. he's like, I have a question about making movies in France. <laughs> <laughs> Will the new terms apply? If someone was to shoot a movie in one of those submarines <laughs> that collapsed." What would the WGA restrictions be regarding that? <laughs> I was like, wow, he's awfully tech savvy for a guy yeah. that talks about not being tech savvy. Yeah. yeah. He had his accountant, like, he had his ledger out. Mm-hmm. We're going to be on the Titan 2. <laughs> 3. The Titan 3. It's a sequel. We're doing a sequel to Anything Goes. In a submarine. <laughs> it's called Everything Goes. <laughs> they were showing my movie Small Time Criminals on that submarine and people walked out. <laughs> hey yo. The only survivor of that submarine is the person that I like. By the way, it's, I like that it's called Small Time Crooks, but you called it Small Time Criminals. <laughs> small Time Criminals. Just so much yeah. better. Yeah. He Everyone would do so well. He would out. do so well with a punch up, and I'll yeah. leave it at that. Yeah. And then, and then the the screen went out, and then 
another screen came up, but it was Alec Baldwin. He's like, I'm sorry, my friend Woody is yeah. having technical problems. He asked me to ask you, Woody, <laughs> whether if he makes a movie in uh, yeah. Prague, yeah, if that would be okay. I would like to just ask the WGA if uh, if you are say accused of things, <laughs> if that impacts working on WGA projects going forward. I shouldn't even be on this call. I'm yeah. Technically, I Woody gave me his login. <laughs> Everyone, I just want you to know. Uh, I'm using the the AB charity fund mm-hmm. for this Zoom. I'm for one pizza. From... I'm sending one pizza to the picket line. I'm sending one pizza. Stay strong. Pencils <laughs> down. Somebody videotape people fighting over the last slice. Yeah. Can That'd anyone AI in a whole giant stack of pizza boxes as if I sent <laughs> 20 pizzas? I know we're generally against AI, but... Yeah. It would be great if you could AI in. Could you AI like me on me the picket at, line? On the picket line. Holding 30 pizza boxes. Babies. Oh, children. If you could AI in. You know how movie. I'm always photographed surrounded by children? Yeah. Could you change those into pizza boxes and yeah. make it seem like I sent them to the picket line? I'm sending a photo of me and my family. If you could AI the. <laughs> My family into individual pizzas. I feel like if like Baldwin sent pizza to the picket line, it would be in a van and it would like accidentally hit the picketers. Yeah. He'd be just like, here's your effing pizza. <laughs> Throws it from an Uber. <laughs> it's F. Murray Abraham in the head. <laughs> So this movie, Monster Mash the movie, uh, and then the the last element, in addition to the cast and the premise and the the uh, what John did I Kassir say the yeah action. John Cassier and the the jokes like the nineties monologue jokes, it also has a bunch of original songs in it in addition to the Monster Mash. Um, so that's kind of everything that's going oh, on here. Who yes. wrote them? Shaman uh, Whitman or who? Pasek and Paul. It was Sondheim again. Steve. Last week we heard some of his work, and now we're going to hear more of it. He did Spider Man <laughs> Turn Off the Dark. Sondheim wrote Sondheim Turn Off the Dark. Spider Man. Sondheim Turn Off the Dark. Yeah. And then he did this Monster Man. Well, that's movie. what Sondheim said when he said to when he went to the theater to see mm-hmm. Spider Man. He was like, "Turn off the dark. Like, turn the lights on. Turn on the house lights. I want to go back. To <laughs> I want to go back up the hang out with my these. poodles and play a game. I play yeah. like an old board game." Before I fall asleep with a glass of white wine. Yeah. Watching Turner Classic movies. If a, a pretty lady went to a showing of that Broadway production, it would be called uh, Turn on the Dorks. Because it's Ooh. Spider-Man. And that's who's in the audience. I mean, dorks. Mary Jane has turned on the dorks many times in that yeah. story. I, I, I know for a fact the the... the the spider fans go, oh boy, it's Mary Jane. She's so freaking pretty. I wish I was Peter Parker. I'd give her a big kiss. Is that how that goes? Is that how those movies That's what he are? Said. Like, I wish I was Peter Parker. Goes, right? I'd give her well, a big kiss. That's what the fans say on their Reddits, yeah. right? Yes. 
when they're not like doxing people. Mm-hmm. The songs uh, in Monster Mash the movie were, were written by Jeffrey Zahn and Joe Troiano, fre- frequent collaborators with uh, uh, Bobby Boris Pickett. Uh, they later worked with him also on the film version of Spookly the Square Pumpkin. Mm. Oh, sure. Everybody knows that. The uh, 2004 computer animated yes. film about a geometric pumpkin. Yeah, computer animated. That's like, what can we make in this fucking like in this program? I don't know. Squares. Squares are always yeah. good. Geom- geometric shapes are good. Can we make a an or- a square orange? Yeah, we can get orange. Oranges in the, the paint palette. We're home free. <laughs> it's a square pumpkin. So let's hear some of this then, Brett. Oh, here we, we go. See it. Yes, I've have we have I teased it we enough? Want to enjoy, you have. We want to enjoy our new favorite Halloween classic. Yes, add this to your uh, your playlist. Yeah, delete the Great Pumpkin and replace it with this. All right, so this is uh, we're starting here. Uh, the two uh, Candace Cameron and her boyfriend are coming up on this spooky mansion, and they're going to be met at the door by our old pal. So, well, they have to pay. Uh, Bring the body in. Wearing any makeup? Hey, there's no body. That's my girlfriend. So it is. <laughs> um, our car broke down just outside your gate. We were wondering if we could please I use your phone. I hate that kid, by the way. The boy? Uh, no, the girl. Go away. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's porn outside. Oh, you mean Candace focused. Cameron? Yeah, she was on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, full House? Full House. Awful. Yeah. yeah. Felt judged. Felt felt judged. Yeah, I have a calling card. We don't have a phone. Uh, there's no one here, okay? Handspray. It's play. Go away! Evil. I can't concentrate with all that noise. Just have them bring the body, you fool. Nobody here, huh? Hold on, freeze that. Based on the play. (laughs) Oh, Brett, you missed out on... on, Yeah, I I left this out of my uh, preamble. Bobby Pickett wrote a play with his pal Sheldon Allman. By the way, Tom, I know you don't like the Allman brothers, but you have to admit Sheldon Allman is very talented. I'm going to rank my Allmans. Please. Dwayne. Yeah. Sheldon. Okay. Uh, and then the other one. Uh, I'm I'm like a real almond mom. Mm-hmm. So it says, based on the play, I'm sorry, the bridge is out. You'll have to spend the night, which is a great title for a play. Yeah. Well, it's also, uh, there is the first song I was going to show you is, uh, well, I guess what would have been the title song. Uh, is it, I'm sorry, the bridge is out. You'll have to spend yes, the night. That's the first uh, big musical number they do. Uh, so right here in this first scene, uh, it was John Cassier as Igor answering the door. And then we hear uh, Bobby Pickett in the background as Dr. Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. But let's cut to this first musical number so we can and really And is every song him rolling. going like. I am sorry that the bridge is out and you'll have to spend the night. Well, let's uh, listen and find out. Okay. 
There's Dracula. I can't, we, I can't see it, Brett. Oh, sorry. Ah, crap. Oh, what happened? Oh, no. Did you spill something? No, I don't. Frank accidentally turned the movie you, Frank yeah, on. That movie Bruce Frank with the, guy with the big what? head. Oh, yeah, the one that was his he name. He's bragging. Right? He's the best producer in the business. And this show, he is because he's human. Thank you. Yes. Everybody's been there. You're Doesn't watching Monster Mash the movie and you accidentally and the, click on Frank. And then Frank comes on. Yeah. Sure. We've all been there. I was working in the lab. That's how the thought goes. Remember? I was working in the lab. All right. Here we have uh, Bobby Boris Pickett as Frankenstein. You got Dracula the guy in the, the room. on the left in the white? Yes. He's in the middle in the white. Oh, yes. God. And then uh, you got Dracula. You got uh, uh, um, uh, the Bride of Dracula. You've got uh, Wolfman's mother. Uh, all, the, all these people. And then mm. here's the first musical number. Out. You'll have to spend the night. Oh, wait, I missed the... That's the line. That's the big line. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. All right, here we go. Out. That's... If wait. it was Rocky Horror, everybody would cheer. Or they'd have something dirty to say. All right, here's the big line. Oh, no. Not again. I'm sorry. The bridge is out. You'll have to spend the night. <laughs> The bridge is out. You'll have to spend the night. <laughs> no ferry, no other route. No planes, no trains, no flights. You're welcome to stay here as long as you please. And we'll find a way to put your mind at ease. Sorry, the bridge is out. It's too late to take flight. Oh, Mary, I've dreamed about someone like you each night. I told you to. Dracula takes it over. That is. Excuse me, miss. I don't mean to pry. Could it be he's not much of a guy? Why hurry? The bridge is out. And struggle as you might. Our plans for you will soon be revealed. But tender bites and you'll have to. Dracula's Anthony Crivello. This is uh, Sarah Douglas. Yeah, sure is. Yeah. You know, not everything has to happen. Yeah, you're allowed to not make things also. You know, like if a play doesn't succeed it doesn't have to be a movie yeah it doesn't not all stories need to be told i know this is not a nice thing to hear and it's not even like a nice thing to say and it's not a nice thing to feel mm -hmm. yeah now this sucks but there, <laughs> there are certain things when you look back you do wonder, like, could we have used the resources for somebody else who had, like, more yeah. to say? Like a real idea rather than Bobby Boris Pickett being just like, I deserve to keep going because I did this one song in <laughs> I 1960. I wrote this play with the almond 
with the Almond Brothers. And then there's like these three sexy ladies who are doing this Greek chorus kind of like. Like a, like a little you know, shop very, of horrors wearing, kind of thing. Yeah. Which is like there's a tradition of that. And like they're. Uh, but but they're also clearly compensating for the fact that like the male leads are physically disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, the bridge is out. You'll have to spend <laughs> the night. And then girls, you go, hoo, hoo, hoo. And yeah. they're like, uh, I'm fine. <laughs> like, yeah. They're like, where's my costume? And they're like, oh, that's it? He goes, yes, because otherwise the audience will just have to look at John Kassir and Bori Bob Bori Bobbis Picken, yeah. who is a thousand years old. And is wearing and the, he looks like he what escaped a gym from a teacher mental asylum. Well, yeah. that too. <laughs> He's dressed like a gym teacher. He's dressed like a gym teacher, but also the guy that like restrains the mental patients. Yeah. Yeah. Like I believe he could have stopped. The chief in uh, Cuckoo's Nest from like ripping out that what does he do? A water fountain? I ain't never seen it. He rips oh, out the water fountain. He throws it through the wall. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's uh, Tom. I'm gonna give you a heads up on Cuckoo's Nest. It's a little heavy handed. Yeah. If you're real careful and you pay close attention, you might see some critique of society. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of critique of smart people, speaking of a critique of society, let's get into some of this topical humor that a monster mash movie is so well known for. Um, uh, This is a let's see. I I time coded out every single topical reference. And what year is this from again? 1995. Really the the golden age of topical. humor. Yeah. So just be like. I have as many I like. Uh. You know what's really scary? Ross Perot. <laughs> You're not far off. There's a, I've got here, there's really? a, a Madonna joke. There's a Dr. Kevorkian joke. Uh, there's a QVC joke. There's a, a Chia Pet joke. I, all of those are funny. Uh, let's Especially see. Especially Dr. Kevorkian who helped keep people out of pain. Mm-hmm. Sending them to their maker. All right, here is. All, uh, these, people, all these people should get an appointment with Dr. Kevorkian. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I believe, where the Soon Yi joke is. And at this point, uh, one of the more fun uh, subplots in Monster Mash the movie is the is uh, there's sort of a love plot between John Cassier and Candace Cameron. An unlikely, well, that's disgusting, unlikely, that's horrible. Uh, um, uh, and it doesn't. I mean, it's really more one sided. He is he's kind of obsessed with her romantically. Great. Um, uh, so that's a thing that's going on in the movie. Um, and here's this uh, scene between the two of them. And John Kassir's makeup, I mean, he's really not wearing that much makeup. They no. just put like white pancake makeup on him and like put like a black wig. And yeah. that's kind of it. The rest of it, it just like they didn't do any prosthetics. And he's got like a except for his pillow in his, his back. He loves yeah. a pretty strong word. I would know. I know that's a wig. I mean, what woman would love a man with a twisted body like mine? Claudia Schiffer? Julia Roberts? Soon ye! Oh boy! Ooh. It doesn't Hold matter on. what a man looks Yikes. like. Wait, that and was then crazy. it had the, the. I missed that on the first uh, watch through. The racist kind of. That's awful. 
you know nice job Allman uh with the music nice job everybody also like are people weren't talking about Woody Allen and Suni's relationship because like she's so pretty and he's so gross like mm-hmm. that wasn't people's like big takeaway with it. yeah exactly no that was not like, exactly she's what so pretty fuel- what's she doing with him yeah that was not fueling the discussion what um what was the Claudia Schiffer joke who was she dating David Copperfield. Well, he's not like a twisted monster. He's like a, I mean, he's clearly not, you know, their type. Unless she was going out with someone else that I didn't know about. But and Julia Roberts was Lyle, Lyle Lovett. Lovett. Lyle Lovett is a catch. And I've never met any woman that doesn't think so. Yeah, I don't I've, get it. Just watch watch him in shortcuts and tell me yeah. that like yeah. he's not yeah. a yeah. total. That guy is like a gem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Claudia Shiver had just started dating David Copperfield. Yeah, it was a whole thing, Tom. Remember? Now it's coming back. But he's to me, not. Yeah. He's, he's like I always thought of him as sort of like conventionally hold, handsome. Well, not, hold on a second. Okay. David Seth Kotkin. I didn't know what kind of the magic is he a, in the tribe. Um, uh, I I don't know Kotkin. Let's see. Will you click on his profile, Brett? Uh, yeah, the son of Jewish parents, Rebecca Kotkin, Metuchen, New Jersey, Kotkin, oh. who owned and operated Corby's, a men's haberdashery in Warren, We can New both Jersey. we can both take ownership of him, Tom. Yeah, we share him. Which was our goal going into this project, I think. I'm sorry, the bridge is out. You'll have to spend the night. You know, that was horrible. And I'll bet Candace and um, Kassir, Candace and Kassir, mm-hmm. like high-fived after that take. Like, oh, my God, we nailed it. Like, we yeah. totally got the timing right. Yeah. And we're such a great friggin' comedy duo. We're like Nichols and mm-hmm. May. Yeah. Really? They are like are the n- new Nichols and May. Yeah, but more like pennies in December. <laughs> <laughs> they suck, and that was awful. And they were probably so proud of themselves for nailing like shitty material. Yeah, such a bummer. My God, Brad, how do you get through this? It's so yeah. cringy. Yeah, it's terrible. Give, give us more. Give us another one. I'll give you a little clips. bit more here. More All right. So cringe. this scene, I, I'd like you to try to explain what's going on to me in this scene because I had to watch this a couple times. And I still don't quite know what's going on here. Um, there is now. Uh, uh, also in this movie is uh, Jimmy J.J. Walker's in the movie. Um, oh, good. As sort of like a, just a, I don't know, kind of just a spooky ghoul or something. It's not really. Is he still with us or is he no longer I believe alive? he's still with us. Great yeah. question. Um, he is. He's great. I think I saw him in a commercial recently. Still alive. Still alive. Oh, good. Um, and so he pops into the movie occasionally. Um, Fine. And then in this scene, though. He, uh, all right. Elvis is also a character, but it's like a mummy version of Elvis. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe you can that explain. Seems to like me. it was from. That seems like it was from the play. Yeah, I just don't know if I'm missing a reference here or what this is. Is Bobby but... Pickett British? I don't. Think, I don't think so. I think, I he's, think he's a California guy. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's. Um, Jimmy J.J. Walker is here. 
I presume. Hathaway, what brings you this away? The keeper of the rock, the protector of the road, holier than whole. In his infinite wisdom, he has ordained that this is the best time to go into the garden and bring back the tanner leaves. What did he just say? Elvis has entered the building. All right, so now they cut to a, like, sarcophagus, like yeah. an ancient Egyptian sarcophagus. Yeah. So, it opens Coffin up. Coffin is open, sarcophagus, and a mummy comes out with a guitar. What? I thought that was Howard the Duck without a beak for a second. It looks like Howard the, like Howard the Duck without, without a beak. Must this happen tonight? I don't have time for these theatrics. You That's what I said when this movie started. Theatrics? Yeah. You have angered the Great One. You have violated the seven seals of the Jackal, including Latoya. Just keep him out of sight. This is such we have a play. This is such a, like... See. This is, yeah. <sighs> yeah, this sucks. I just don't even know what this is. This is like a mummy Elvis. He's not No, talking. I don't know what it is either. I chose I choose not to think about it. And then John yeah. Cassier was saying Robert Goulet, Robert Goulet. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I think it is like leftover from the play becoming the yeah. movie. Mm -hmm. And maybe there was a cut or something. Like, I, I don't know what that actor is doing underneath those bandages. And we should mention that his hands are like mitts. Yeah. The whole thing is just like. It's gross. Actually, it's it, kind of it gross. I was reading that they, yeah, that they like, there was the play version that at this point was a little outdated. They had done it a long time ago. And then they brought in these writers to like punch it up and add in all the Sunni jokes. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, I think that's the only explanation is that we have this, dare I say, Frankenstein's yes. monster of a script that's like half mm -hmm. this old play and half these mid-90s jokes. Corny, like current event kind of yeah. material. Yikes. All right, let's see if what else I can bring in here. Um, doo -doo -doo. And it, did it say anything on IMDb trivia about how it got made? Or like, was there a weird story about how this came to be? That's a great question. There's not a lot of backstory to this. I think it's yeah. sort of an ignored. Okay. I think maybe it's I think, better that we don't. I don't know. think it's ever like it's never like reached like a you know cult status. I don't you know it's yeah. never like it's not things right. that people have like wanted to go. But I back just wonder and, if it was like an unproduced play that I don't yeah. know. This movie, uh, you mentioned IMDb. After watching just this little bit, I am uh, BD. <laughs> Brain dead. <laughs> I am BD. I'm sorry, my car payment's due. I have to make this movie. <laughs> this is his dream. This guy, like, I think he, I think this was his dream. He's like, if it's not yeah. going to happen, then I'll make it fucking happen. Yeah. <laughs> This sucks. All right. I'll do the mash. Let me give you one more clip from Monster Mash the movie. Let's see what we got Before here. Before we uh, Kavorgian. Uh... Mm -hmm. They. You know, he's got a waiting list, but it's worth it. He's a, ma he's a yeah. miracle maker. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. There's a QVC joke. There's a joke about Dracula being a pedophile. There's a song called Old Eternity oh. Blues. Um, there's a Robin Williams joke. What are the other songs? Are there a lot of other songs or no? Well, they do the monster. I mean, it's mash. a musical. 
of course they do. You want to see when they do the monster mash? No. Um, (laughs) I mean, there's a scene where unless you tell me. No, I mean it's just the monster mash. They don't really add anything to it. Is it like a terrible '90s version of Monster Mash though, with like updated instrumentation? Like, did they ever scratch a record in the middle of it? I think it's pretty faithful. Let's see here. Um, here we have now. Junk here is wearing a fez for some reason. And the only thing I'm going to say, Brett, yeah, when you put the movie thing up on the the when you put the clip up on the screen, there's a sidebar thing that I actually think I'm going to watch later. The dog who saved Halloween. Yeah, look, looks, at oh! that, that good. look at that, that dog. Look at that dog. You and Sandy, picture you and Sandy yep, watching yep. that, right? Yeah, I'm gonna watch that. That looks cute. All right, here's a. They're gonna start singing the Monster Mash here at some. Stay here with us forever, if only in spirit. So creepy dinner party. The drinks are have smoke coming out of them. Tell me, Doc, when they finally do award you with the Nobel Prize, what are you going to say in front of the Academy? What will I say? What will I say? I'll say. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes. Oh, this is terrible, this arrangement is. It looks like Elon. Yeah, there's like a. There's just that, like, rim shot. Yeah, it's like electron. It's, it's, a little, it's like a drum track. This is not very rollicking. I mean, they have those three sexy ladies back, but no one else is dancing. It's like, for God's sake, aren't we owed some sort of time warp scale number? Yeah. They're just like, how are we gonna, how are we gonna handle Monster Mash? What's the like blocking? Like, no, you're all just gonna sit quietly at the dinner table. Yeah. Was there any dancing? Like, oh, don't worry, I'll talk about that with the three girls. Yeah. Characters are literally like, they're. I've been less motionless at an actual dinner party. Dracula and his son. Yeah, the blocking is the backup dancers are behind them, and then the characters like turn around in their chairs to look at the dancers. Yeah. They're not even looking at the dancers. Almost like the dancers are doing like all the work. It's not how. Oh, good. There's hand dancing. Yeah. All right, now just move your hands from left to right. I wonder if you're gonna see that some of those hands are not their hands. They played that, the that's a joke. No, they didn't do that. They didn't even put that level of thought out. Hit, hit, please hit pause. This is I'm angry. I like when people dance in musicals. Yeah. Uh, there's a part where one of the characters reveals that they they don't have premarital sex. Uh, there's a, a joke about the song Proud Mary. Uh, Mink Stoll has a good song. Mink Stoll has a has a showstopper. That's good. I'm glad she's got something to do. Uh, there's a Hillary Clinton joke. There's a, um, a Stella joke. There's Hillary an, uh, Clinton uh, killed Vince Foster. <laughs> <laughs> what if it happened to Vince Foster? <laughs> he committed suicide in a park. That's what you think. Yeah. But you are wrong. I'll tell you about Pizzagate. 
It was the Clintons. The pizzeria has a basement. They killed Vince Foster. <laughs> I was at the pizza parlor in Washington, D.C. I took my slice and went downstairs. <laughs> and what did my wondering eye did appear? Children pornography. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> He did the mesh. All right. Last. <laughs> wait, what? It was wait, yeah. what? Yeah. He did, did the, the monster mesh. No, get back to the basement. The other thing. The other thing about the basement with the. He did the mesh. You went into the pizza place and you found child pornography. The monster mesh. Talk about that more. <laughs> and then he goes back to the regular lyrics. I was working in the lab. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, go back to the thing with the with the basement of a pizzeria. What were you saying? Washington D.C. What the fuck is happening down there? Well, you mentioned Hillary before in regards to Vince Foster, <laughs> yeah. who she actually killed. Mm -hmm. But did you also know? Sad members thing. of the Illuminati were down there. <laughs> Tom Hanks and Jay Z. Boy. Right, let's hear the final thing you got. All right. So this is uh this is this is Kassir's got a couple big monologues, couple big scenes. This is one of Kassir's big scenes. Um I gotta say, he's working hard in this movie. They yeah. le they lean on him big time in this thing. And uh here's one of here's one of Kassir's big scenes. Monster. Coming down the stairs. Oh, monster. God, that music, that scoring is so. Yeah. So there's a great. Uh, that was probably from his act. I always wanted his to stand up. So that's him. I'm sure that's him having his improv. Yeah, this is his like. This is like him as you know, street car. mugging, Robin Williams style. Yeah, we're doing a lot of mugging. Not now. This could be for the Oscar, or at least a People's Choice Award. Okay, okay. That mask on the Frankenstein monster is disgusting. It makes Herman Munster look like really attractive. The important thing is, is that I found you. Where were you? What? Okay, two words. You called it. Second word, sounds like. I wrote this, you know. I wrote it, it was like a fourth grade project. How old was I in 1994? Sounds like catch, catch, hatch, patch. Match, the rising star. You were playing with a match? You know better than to play with fire. It wasn't that. Okay, it wasn't that. Okay, okay. Uh, we'll try something else. Okay. Two words. Second word. Sounds like. Spastic. Plastic. Chapstick. You were in the garden making out with Susie Chapstick? Oh. There's something to this no ask, no tell thing. <laughs> oh, no ask, no tell. That's fun. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, you couldn't 
be gay and serve uh, in the military at yeah. a time. Yeah. And then you could, but you weren't allowed to talk to anyone about it. So you're basically still closeted. And that is now the subject of a joke in this movie. But he called it no ask, no, don't tell. And it was in regards to like not. Mm -hmm kissing and telling yeah and it was like a hard adr on that one yeah. that was like that was recorded yeah, like yeah. four months <laughs> on his on his back right so they had more one-liners to go once he got into the booth and that must have been really fun and very um you know riftastic yeah it really is riftastic that's the perfect word for this movie this is the kind of thing that just clears a path for a comedic mind like john Cassier to just cut loose and go for it and things, and that's why a the play two things like he needs to hear. Yeah, a play like "I'm Sorry the Bridge is Out." You'll have to spend the night. <laughs> it provides a lot of opportunities for our more improv-centric performers. Oh, Tom and Julie, I just got an email. Uh, they're doing a Blu-ray version of Monster Mash the movie, and they want to know if they can uh, include um, the blurb. Uh, it's riftastic on the cover no. of yeah, the Blu-ray uh, with you. Absolutely not. Uh, they said no. they'll send you a free copy. No. That and sounds if, like a threat. And if they don't, uh, if we don't provide the clip, then they'll send two free copies. <laughs> well, that was Monster Mash the movie from uh, that uh, glorious year, 1995. <clears throat> Excuse me, Brett, was this a television movie? Great question. It's honestly, I was, I, I, it was very hard to find any information out about Monster Mash the movie. We might have to have Kassir back on so we can ask him about it. Yeah, he's Great gonna idea. be in another horror con. Why don't you go ask him that? Oh, that's a good, that's a good. <laughs> With a different mask on that makes movie? you illegible. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you could wear one of those, like, that thing from Saw, the reverse bear trap. You wear that on your head so you he can't understand you. Well, uh, speaking of Monster Palooza, I'm just going to go ahead and say right here, right now, my long-awaited documentary, What is John Kassir's Favorite Kind of Pizza? The documentary, uh, I, I'm going to time it with the release of this episode since this is a, a, a John Kassir-centric episode. Uh, so so later this week on or, Patreon or Brett a concentric. Mm -hmm. Thank mm -hmm. you because yeah. this is a concentric episode uh, of Double Threat. Later this week on Patreon, I'm going to premiere my documentary. What is John Casier's favorite kind of pizza? The documentary, which uh, details the night that I went to Monster Palooza and confronted John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, about his favorite kind of pizza uh, while dressed as uh, the Crypt Keeper, dressed as a slice of pizza. Um, it's a question, what, what is his favorite kind of pizza? It, it, it's a question that, uh, though seemingly straightforward, uh, you'll remember he declined, famously declined to give us an answer on when he appeared uh, on this show for our 100th episode. Uh, it's a question that has long haunted me, uh, and you, I would presume, and the Double Threat fan base. Um, and uh, I already I already played some of the footage from that night on a previous episode, but there's a lot that you haven't seen. There's a lot that I, I needed time to reckon with and come to terms with. 
And all of that will be included in what is John Kassir's favorite kind of pizza, the documentary, uh, my uh, Academy Award eligible uh, documentary short that will be available on Patreon for a week starting later this week and then will be publicly available uh, after that. And I would just ask all the Double Threat listeners out there, I put a lot of time and thought into this project. It would mean a lot to me. If, if you help me to promote it when it goes public, uh, which will be next week. Um, and by all means, Patreon subscribers, let me know what you think about it. Um, uh, but when I post it publicly next week, I would love to have your support in spreading it uh, far and wide. So make sure you're following me at B-R-E-Y-Y-Y-A-T-T-T. Uh, uh, and, and speaking of the Patreon, now's as good a time as any to join the Patreon because you'll get access to uh, another Tom and Julie live stream next week on Wednesday, October 25th. Uh, you'll get another watch along Wednesday with me and special guests this Wednesday, October 18th. We're watching Tremors 2. It's going to be a lot of fun. So for the full Double Threat experience, sign up at patreon.com slash doublethreadpod and keep an eye out on Patreon this week and, and, and far and wide next week for... What is John Cassier's favorite kind of pizza? The documentary. Ooh, That's exciting, and it's exciting. probably the best ever title for anything. You ever. came up with it. Wow, <laughs> I'm embarrassed <laughs> now. Now go. I'm blushing. No, I meant that. I meant I just I'm went man credit where credits do. Mm-hmm. It is a great title. Well, yeah. I will take it because boy, that is funny. That is a really funny title for something very specific. <laughs> I loved it. It tells you exactly what's in the what's what you're gonna see. Yeah. Well. It's so great. Well, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and we are um, just gearing up for more Halloween centric shows mm-hmm. this month. It is Spooktober. God damn it. Yes. So join us next week when we discuss something else that's so scary you're not gonna even freaking believe it. Yeah, probably like. Politics. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Brett said that politics was like a circus? I do. He really caught me off guard with that one, and I've given it a lot of thought. I think he's right. It really is. Like I a see circus. that all over the place, and I see all these other people saying politics is like a circus. I need. Like I'm, where's my? Where's my? I need a percentage off of yeah, that. That's my thing. Go. Yeah. Who else said that? Oh, you know, you'll just see like James Carville will be, mm-hmm. be like he's on Club Random and he's like, you know, politics is a real circus. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's James my Carville line. Wa- he wandered into Club Random to use the bathroom. Yeah. John, is Club Random still open? Now it that, is still like, open. Oh, Julie, no. The club is open. We're going to get you oh. in there. Don't worry. I can't wait. We'll get you in there. Bill's ready. I don't you think Drew Barrymore should start her own Club Random to compete. That'd be amazing. Club that's so random. Club that's so random. That's perfect. And she doesn't have any writers right now because they all quit. Mm-hmm. You got to mm-hmm. walk in there with that one. You got this right, job. Listen, I'm yeah, waiting. Really I good. already emailed my resume. You got Wait, the what? Job. No, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. And don't forget to uh, join the Patreon at patreon.com slash double threat pod. And, and support the show. Bye. Bye-bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, 
please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.